Boston College faces off with Clemson on Saturday. Today, I'm going to tell you how the Eagles can beat the Tigers in Death Valley. All of this and more on Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Thank you for making Locked On Boston College your first listen every morning. If you're looking to get Boston College news and analysis, this is the place to go. On today's show, I'm going to give you what Boston College has to do on Saturday to beat Clemson, to pull off the upset, to win the first ACC game in Death Valley since 2016. We'll hear all about that. In addition, I am also going to be joined by Noah Clifford, a 2022 recruit for Boston College, who is going to talk to us all about his journey from California to Tennessee to Connecticut to Chestnut Hill. You're going to want to hear our exclusive interview with the commit later on in our show. But let's ki- let's kick it off. Let's get into this Clemson game because it, all the excitement around the Boston College program right now is at an all-time high. Now, if you ask Jeff Halfley or his players what this game means, they're just going to tell you the rote response, that this isn't like every other team, that he has to prepare for Clemson just like he prepared for Maine, or, or excuse me, for UMass, or Colgate, or Missouri. But there obviously is a little extra juice in this game. Earlier in the summer, Jeff Hathley said in a um, ACC Media Day press conference, one of his goals as a Boston College head coach was to beat Clemson. He clearly respects Dabo Sweeney. He clearly respects what he's done with that program. But this game, he's going to want to get that win. And he's not going to say it now. You're going to have to wait to hear about it later. But you're going to know soon how important this game is for Boston College from that head coach. But he won't say it before the game. So... How does Boston College win this? Now, Boston College lost by only six points last year. Uh, That was the game where Trevor Lawrence missed the game because of COVID. DJ Uyagale got his first uh, career start. He looked really rusty to start it off, but really decimated Boston College in the second half. And then Clemson's defense uh, started off kind of weak, but really clamped down in that second half to uh, earn a six-point win, a game that Boston College was really in. So Boston College is in a different spot this year, and both teams kind of are. Now, DJ, he's back as the quarterback at Clemson. He's got a couple uh, games behind him, but he seems to almost have regressed. He's struggled against Georgia Tech. He struggled against NC State. He looked terrible against Georgia. Now, he's he's he needs a big game. And against Boston College, the, you look at it on paper and you could see, like, DJ looks like he could have that breakout game against BC because BC has not really been able to stop passing attacks. They've made some critical turnovers, but it hasn't been consistent. On the Boston College side, the offense has changed, and they do not have Phil Dracovic. They're going with Dennis Grossell, and, you know, Grossell, don't look at what he did in 2019 against Clemson because you're going to you make your eyes bleed. I think he had, like, 52 yards on, like, 5 of 12 passing. Not a good game. But that was with Steve Adazio. Now that he's had Frank Signetti with him, we can see what he will be capable of doing. So 
Now, what does Boston College have to do to win this game? I could I could talk about each of the the units of this team, and and that's that would be interesting. But that's not what I meant to talk about. I want to talk about what they need to do. And no, it's not get pressure on DJ because that would be great. But also, when they send pressure, that gives him the opportunity to, you know, run around the field. I actually would much rather see them keep him in the pocket and try to make him do things with his arm because I think he might have more trouble with that than if you tried to rush him. But what Boston College needs to do is a two-pronged approach. They need to keep Clemson's offense off of the field. They need to sustain long drives like they did against Missouri. And my gosh, if they have a 13-minute um uh, time of possession like they did in the third quarter against Missouri at any point against Clemson. They are going to be in good shape, but they're going to need to be able to run the ball effectively. They need to get those first downs, sustain drives, put points on the board. And then on defense, I'd like to see them grab a turnover or two. So on offense, what's going to be important? It's not, they're not going to all of a sudden change their identity. Someone was asking me, I think on the Maroon and Gold forums, like Boston College is going to totally open up their playbook. No, they're not. You're not going to see a different scheme for Boston College heading into this game. They are going to they've they've built their their culture. They built their their philosophy right now, which is it's not ground and pound like Steve Adazio, but it's an NFL style offense that is led by uh, rushing the ball and controlling the clock. That's a big difference with Adazio. Adazio did that like tempo run thing, which I never understood. But with BC now, it's you know huddle. Run the ball for four yards. Huddle. Run the ball for six yards. First down. Huddle. You know, and take the time off the clock. That's what BC's got to do. Do not let DJ Uagule get into any sort of rhythm. Keep him off balance. Like, you know, if BC goes out there and say they get the ball first, they get an eight-minute drive and they score a touchdown, then... DJ gets out there and maybe he hasn't found his rhythm yet. He goes three and out. BC gets the ball and has a six minute drive and then kicks a field goal. D- DJ Uyagalale is going to, it's going to be really hard for him. A quarterback who has struggled all year long to find accuracy and to find any sort of rhythm. If he's sitting on the bench the whole game, if he can't get out there and, and like get his own drives. So I want to see BC control the clock and, it's the perfect game for them to do it. Clemson is missing so much on the defensive side of the ball, especially up front. And I know it's Clemson. I know Clemson just reloads. So, you know, they are losing Tyler Davis and Brian Breezy, but they've got other guys that are going to come in. Now, if Boston College's offensive line can win up front, they can control that clock. BC is in perfect shape to win this game. I love the odds of them possibly winning it. But, if they can't do that, if they go out there and say Pat Garwo is averaging two yards a carry, Clemson's mauling them up front, this game could get ugly quick, and I don't want it to get that way. But BC needs to continue to push the system that they have. They don't need to go four wide. They don't need to go spread. They don't need to go tempo. They don't need to open up a, a playbook with all these new exotic plays. Sure, a, a trick play here or there might not be the worst thing, but I don't want to see Jeff Halfley and Frank Signetti doing a whole bunch of different things than what they did against Mizzou because I thought the scheme that they had was fine. Um, you tweak it for a different type of team so you don't maybe you, you pass a few more times against Clemson or whatever you think you need to do to win that game. But I do not want to see BC changing that offensive scheme. I just don't think it's a good idea. I want to see them do what they've been successful doing since the injury of Phil Dracovic. 
I love talking ACC sports. You know what else? You can get some good ACC conversations on Locked on ACC. It's a podcast hosted by Candace Cooper and a rotating group of ACC Locked on hosts, including yours truly. I am on there every week giving my power rankings. Um, It's funny. I get Candace laughing all the time at my stupid jokes. And you get to hear my thoughts on all sorts of teams from around the conference. And um, this week was great because I just – I take a whole bunch of – I own up to a lot of mistakes I've made in some of my pre preseason predictions, and I think a lot of people have. Uh, so check that out. Check out Locked on ACC on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, guys. So there are a few things in life that are just not fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. You know, when you are sweating through your shirts for no reasons, it's embarrassing, right? No one wants to go outside and feel like they're going to sweat through their shirt. No, nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or God forbid, a first date. I'd rather much not think about it, and that's why I use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before going to bed, and boom, next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed. I know this sounds too good to be true, but I literally only have to use Sweatblock once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If if you or someone you know and love are dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon or CBS. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. And we have been doing a series of interviews with various uh, committed recruits to Boston College. And today we are uh, pleasantly joined by 2022 offensive lineman Noah Clifford. Noah, how's it going? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Great, great. Well, thank you for coming on. And um, this is a great opportunity. We're talking to uh, lots of different recruits about what drew them to Boston College. But before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about your journey because you've gone all over the United States playing football. So talk to us a little bit, Noah, from about your trip from California to Tennessee to Connecticut. All right. So in California, in high school, I went to De La Salle. Um, it's a private school, real nice. I went there my freshman and sophomore year. And after that, um, COVID came, you know. So uh, one of my closest friends growing up, which, who's uh, Sky Clark, and him and his family, he's a five-star commit to Kentucky for basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to go visit it, and they like, and I, and like they're like my family, right? So they're they're like, no, you can like stay with us. Da, 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 da. I was supposed to go play basketball like with the family, and that's when I first played. I played basketball. I haven't even played football yet. So I get to, I get to Tennessee, and uh, my friend Sky, you know, his dad, he played in the NFL, and he was like, dude, no, you should play football. So I'm all right. So I I go and play football in Tennessee. I absolutely loved it. You know, I had a great team, um, great people who like who gave me knowledge right in the beginning where I needed it and helped me out. So it was great over there. And then um, I get into like my second semester in Tennessee and I transfer to St. Thomas more. Um, Cause you know, I, I wanted to learn football as quick as I could in the little time I have. So, you know, I had to come here. Everyone has to make sacrifices, but it's actually been, it's been great here. I actually love it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good people they all they all grind like everyone's trying to get out and go somewhere and be the best that they can be. So, so yeah, it's a, I'm here. It's an interesting journey you had. Um, so you just picked up football about a year and a half ago. Is that correct? 
no, just a year ago. Just a year Maybe, ago. Sorry. I don't even think a year yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, just a year, literally. So just about a year and you went from, you know, wanting to play basketball, you know, looking at like maybe doing that collegiately to getting an offer from a power five school and and catching attention from a school that notoriously has great offensive lines in Boston college. What did they see in you? Like, I mean, obviously you're just kind of learning the position. What did they tell you kind of like what drew them to you? I think, um, so every, like we talked a lot, they became like, like when they were just like recruiting me and everything, it was, it wasn't, it didn't feel like that. You know, it felt, it felt way better than that. Like it felt like something real, you know? Yep. So I I really liked it. And, um, we, uh, oh yeah. So with the Tennessee thing, there's actually a lot. But, you know, the coaches, they're all cool. They're great. They helped me out, yep. like, a lot. But the recruiting, it was like I was in football, but they really started talking to me during basketball, like, during basketball season. So I just feel like it was my athletic ability that kind of drew them towards me, like yep. my quickness, which came from soccer. I played soccer most of my life. And uh, when we when I would talk to them, they said they love, like, all I could do, like, with my size and the speed I have. So I think they were, they saw a lot of potential in me and I'm actually happy they did because now like I'm on a better path for my future. That's awesome. Noah. So it's not like it, you're telling your story and all, you know what I'm hearing? Like, I'm like, you know, Boston college, they love right now, athletic guards. You look at like Zion Johnson. If you watch him on tape, he's, he's all oh, over. Yeah. He's all over the place. Literally. Right. And you're, yeah. you're telling me that you're out there playing soccer. You're out there playing basketball. Are you, are you a quick guard, to, a quick offensive lineman too? Is that kind of your style? Yeah, it, it, it kind of is like my get off kind of fast. Like everything I, I kind of like, do, I sometimes like in practice, like I'll do things like too fast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. So you got to slow things down a little bit. <laughs> your, 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 yeah. your motor's going faster than you should be going at that point. So, yeah. So have you, you've visited Boston college, correct? Have you taken your official? Yes, I have. And tell me about like, who like did you what, s- it, what was that? Sorry. Did you, you took your official visit, right? No, not yet. I've only taken an unofficial. Okay. Um, so you've been to this, the school, have you like chatted with players and, and coaches when you're, when you were on campus or. I didn't chat with players much. Like mm-hmm. I, I saw, I got the, uh, I saw some of the alignment. So, yep. you know, I got to talk to them a little bit, which is pretty cool. It was like very inspiring. Um, but no, I just, um, it was coaches showing me around all the good, all the good stuff. But yeah, that'd be cool if I could talk to some players. Are you doing, are you doing an official visit at some point or? Yeah, I am. Okay. Right before I uh, go up there in December. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And tell me about like, you know, Boston college fans are buzzing right now um, after last weekend watching the Mizzou game. Um, what is your oh, feeling? Yeah. Like, have you been watching some of the games? What is your reaction to the way the team's playing and like the future of this program? So most of our games are all on Saturdays. Oh no. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I watched. So our first like two games were on Sunday. So I got to see those games. You know, I was hype. I was watching it over here with all like the, all my teammates. Um, 
So you, I'm just like, and I'm telling everybody, like, I've been, I've, I've honestly been telling everyone for a while now. I was like, dude, BC is going to shock the ACC. And all my friends are like, no, no. And then you get to it. And it's like, now they're asking me, oh, how'd you know that? And I'm just yep. like, well, honestly, I knew that because when I visited, like, it, the, it's so different there. Like, Boston College is actually very different. I've been to like a couple colleges, like for like basketball or stuff like that, and no college has ever like compared to Boston College. I just think like what they have going on in there and what they're doing is just crazy. Like every single person is like they're bought. No one's outside, one foot in, one foot out. Like literally, everyone's bought in, and they have great coaches. Like Coach J- Coach Taffley, like he's yep. just a great coach. You know. Yep. Yeah, it, it's interesting because. Every so we talked to CJ Kling Scales, we talked to uh Quan Williams, who are all class of 22 guys, and they're all saying the exact same thing. They're all coming from different backgrounds. From you know, there's a guy from Georgia, there's another one from Maryland. They get all they all get up to Boston College, they're all saying the same thing you're saying, right? Like th- this feeling, like it, it, I, I think it was Quan that said it felt like a family, like you're part of a family. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so that's kind of what you're feeling too. Oh, yeah. And do you talk to Matt Applebaum, the offensive line coach, quite a bit or? Oh yeah. We, we text every week. Awesome. Awesome. Um, he's a funny guy. I love him. Is he? <laughs> so, yeah, he's no- very funny. so Noah, thank you so much. This, you know, we just wanted the, the purpose of this, you know, you're coming up here, you're, you're committed to Boston college. It's a chance for the fans. We have quite a few fans that listen to lockdown Boston college. And I wanted to give them a chance to know who you are so that when signing day comes, they're like, Oh, we, we already heard Noah. We know who he is. We're excited to see him here. Um, anything else that p- people should know about you? Um, it's great, always like the million dollar question to put you on the spot. Let's yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> There's not like one simple answer. Um, I don't know. Like I've seen, I, all right, let me reframe it for you, Noah. Cause I, that was kind of a crappy question on my part. And I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll own that. Okay. Mike, I'll, oh, let me good. frame this for you. You're at Boston college four years from now. Where do you see yourself and where do you see Boston college? <laughs> Myself, four years from now, yep, I can definitely uh, see me, you know, talking with Coach Halfley, Coach Abelbaum about me entering the draft, you know, because that's obviously something I want to do. And there's no, like most athletes, there's no plan B. Like, and that is honestly where I see myself. And where I see Boston College, I honestly, I see them better than how they are now. Like, I see them at the top. I see them as every season someone's going to be like, oh my, we have to play BC, you know? Yep. Not, oh, we might win, we might lose. Like, we better bring it over getting or losing, you know? And my final question for you, is BC beating Clemson this weekend? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I Come figured on. I had to I've ask you. All, I've been telling all my friends, because uh, the, the tight end I played with at my old school in Tennessee, he's he was committed to Clemson. So me and him talk, me and him talk a lot. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Noah, where can people find you on social media? Um, so my Twitter is big Noah 79. My Instagram is just Noah Clifford with, and then add another D at the end. So that's all, right. all I got. All right. Thank you so much, Noah, for coming on and uh, good luck with the rest of your season and good luck with the rest of your recruitment op- uh, journey. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you. Take care. 
Now, in a moment, we're going to go and talk a little bit about basketball recruiting. There's a couple interesting little notes coming up for things happening this weekend, or actually on Friday, you're going to want to know about. And we're going to get into uh, two, two names that you may want to watch for heading into this weekend. Now, are you in the process of doing work on your car? Let me tell you about the folks over at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while your person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with the access to rockauto.com. You can get it at home or in your pocket. Now, save time and money when you head over to Rock Auto. You can save 30, 50, or even 100% more when you head over and use their easy-to-use catalog. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for each customer. All you have to do is put your make and model into their their catalog, and boom, they'll take everything they have, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. And when you do, make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag is the number one source for everything football. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas Vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is Locked On Boston College. Again, thank you all for making Locked On BC your first listen every morning. We appreciate having such a great loyal listener base and I know there's more and more of you listening as the season goes along and I want to welcome all of you and tell you thank you. I want to thank you all for listening. Now, we've talked football for the first 20 minutes. We talked to Noah Clifford. We talked. Uh, we also discussed a little bit about what BC has to do to beat Clemson. On tomorrow's show, we're going to have Eric Hofstis on again. He's going to give us his preview of the game. We'll have even more to talk about uh, in terms of games from around the country. We'll have everything you want to know about for college football uh, Friday here at Lockdown Boston College. Now, let's do a little basketball talk because actually, you know, Noah Clifford and and he talked about him being a basketball recruit. Uh, he, it's a big weekend right now for college basketball commitments because there's two names that are linked to BC that are both committing this weekend, and I think both of them are actually on Friday. So Josh Reed is a name I think a lot of BC fans have been watching. He's a three to four star, depending on where you're looking, small forward from Pace Academy in Atlanta, Georgia. He's class of 2022. He is making his announcement on Friday at 3 o'clock. Now, he is a a recruit um, that had BC in his top five along with Butler, Cincinnati, Northwestern, and South Carolina. I don't feel good about this one, but I put up my official prediction up on BC Bulletin. But he's a name you're going to want to watch. Now, he just visited Cincinnati, so say what you will. That's usually a, a, a sign right there. But we'll have to wait to see. He would be a great get. You know, the, he and this other guy that I'm about to talk about are both guy, uh, recruits that I feel would be great fits for Boston College. The second one, and I apologize if I get his name wrong, is Prince Aligbe, who is from 
my favorite name of a school I have. I get to say Minihana, Miniha, sorry, Minihaha Academy. Minihaha, great name in Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota. Class of 2022, he is a four-star recruit. He's like right behind Donald Hand, who is a four-star BC already committed. Now, he is 6'6", 215. He's listed as a power forward. Sounds like a little bit more like a small forward to me, but that's, that's depending on, you know, this and that. He is one of the top, almost top 100 recruits. And he's got Boston College in his top three, along with Cal and Ohio State. Big, that's going to be a tough get for BC. However, of the three that two that we're talking about, I feel better about Prince Ali Bay. And I hope we get him because I love I'd love to have a guy named Prince. I like that name. Um, and again, he would be monster. Like Josh Reed's good. Prince of League Bay. And I've heard from I've heard some buzz from some of my uh basketball connections that they're feeling pretty good about this one. So keep your eye open because you you now have um Chaz Will Chaz Kelly, Donald Hand, and if you get Prince of League Bay, you get three really good recruits already. And that's that tells you where Earl Grant's going with this. Like you're not getting like a, a, a nice one like you used to get with Jim Christian where you get like a, a good solid recruit, you know, whether it's Jarrett, Jarrett Hamilton or something like that. And then a bunch of guys that you know are going to wash out. You get like really solid recruits that you can build a program around. So like where BC is going with this, but we're going to have to wait. They, BC could strike out on both of these guys and it easily could happen. So, but. I feel good. I feel like they might get one. And so that would, if they grab one of these three, that's three out of four spots. They have one more left. It could be Luke Hunger. It could be Perry Smith. We'll have to wait to see who that last spot goes to. Uh, but it's exciting. I think we're starting to see some buzz around this basketball program, seeing some buzz around this recruiting trail that will, you know, with basketball, like football, you have to like re, it takes forever. You have to re you know, build up the program. You have to get like 85 guys in from to get that whole turnaround going. Basketball, you can do it in a year. So, you know, BC's got kind of a, a makeshift team this year, but they bring in these kids next year. You know, by 2023, they're going to be in good shape. They're going to be in a team in good shape if they're coached well and they're processing and, and doing what they need to do under Earl Grant. You could be seeing a, a very exciting basketball team and something that could turn around this program. So we'll have to see what happens on Friday, but Feeling pretty good about it. All right, this is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening to Locked On Boston College. If you need a new show to listen to, try Locked On Patriots. Um, as a B, as a Patriots fan, it's a great show that talks all about the New England Patriots. You can find them wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC, and I'm challenging you again. You guys, I know you're out there. If you're listening, go to YouTube. You don't need to create any new account. You can just link it to your Gmail. Hit subscribe for me. It will help new followers listen to our show. And you might like it too. Maybe you want to listen to it on YouTube yourself. But just do that for me. Head over to YouTube and hit subscribe. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.